Good day, all. This is Nolan Bushnell um, from Exodexa and Dr. Leah Haynes, who we are going to talk about Exodexa and entrepreneurship. And uh, we believe that we have a very interesting platform that can teach almost 10 times, maybe more, faster with better retention. So that asks the question, with all that extra time, what do we teach? And so I believe that one of the things should be entrepreneurship. What do you think, Leah? I completely agree. Helping children move their ideas into a reality. It's a safe space. Do it while you're in school and you you have a uh, you know, lower risk factor than when you graduate and put all of your savings into an entrepreneurial idea. Uh, and I think the, the ability to uh, recruit other students to help with your idea and you know, we touched on this in another uh, podcast where you, you could set up a system in the school where the the kids uh, manage the funds and decide, you know, they're not going to have enough money to do all the ideas. So when the kids decide on what ideas they're going to follow through on this particular year, then other kids can rally around and like, I can help with that or I can help with this one. And what do you need? And, you know, there's the whole ability to collaborate that I, I hope would also spill over to their studies. Yeah. And also I just think that the, you know, a lot of times what you want a person to be able to do is just create their own job. You know, that that's pretty good. I mean, and the, the, the stories are legend, you know, Michael Dell, in his college dorm room, putting computers together. And look what it turned out, you know, what was more important, the college dorm room or his college degree? Clearly the dorm room was more important. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, from small acorns, mighty oak trees grow. And, and entrepreneurship's that, that way. You never really, you can dream about the exit, you can dream about the pathway, but it's often very, very different than what you expect. Like, I look at my life as being a series of happy accidents. You know, I mean, really. Um, and uh, and yet, it's been a pretty good life. Yeah, I th and I think if, if what we're trying to do in, uh, well, in life in general, but in education for kids is prepare them for adulthood, we're really not doing a lot to build their muscle for the life after education. We're helping them learn how to get through school, how to do their homework, how to. So some of those skills are going to translate into effective employee uh, experiences. You'll show up on time for work. You'll get your assignments and you'll get them done. But thinking beyond that, like we, even as a CEO, you need to have some entrepreneurial thought and skills in order to run an organization of any size. And yeah. I, I think that there's a lot to gain and very little to lose by having a 
a program in your school that allows kids to apply for funds. And I'm talking about, you know, a $100 or $150 startup fund for a kid's idea. And maybe some of them are in high school, you're, you're talking about a larger budget, but that the kids have to plan a business. They have to write out their business plan. They have to think about what it's going to cost to get this off the ground and what their projections are for, for the future. All of those skills. I mean, that's where suddenly math matters. You know, re yeah. studying math for the sake of studying math doesn't matter to a kid. That's annoying, but something they have to learn. But if they're really passionate about making their widget and they have to figure out projections and costs and, and, and profit, and they have to figure all that out early, then math matters. So they might become more interested in other elements of math because they've had a, a, a reason to be there. Yeah. Learning in a vacuum is not nearly as powerful as learning for an objective. I mean, when I, when I was 10 years old, I wanted to become a ham radio operator. And in order to do that, you had to pass a, an exam. And in the exam, it required algebra. I had no idea what algebra was. It also required a little bit of calculus. I had no idea what that was all about. But I decided, okay, well, you know, I can learn that. <laughs> and and I was able to get through and, and, and I got my license. And so was I terrific at math? No, but I was driven. Whole different ball game. And, yeah. and I got I to gotta give you a story of my, my boys. Um, I, have, I have five sons, but three of them decided they wanted to do the proverbial lemonade stand. Because we had our front driveway was right next to where a lot of bicycles and joggers would come by on a Saturday and Sunday. And they thought this was a great idea to make money. And, and I used to give them a hard time. You know, when they'd ask for money to do things, I'd... I'd point out that there was there were jobs that needed to be done around the house and I'd be happy to pay them for it <laughs> you know and and so you know there wasn't any free free ride in the Bushnell household sometimes if they got their mother on the right side that would but never with me <laughs> so anyway um they said but you know we think that we can do better but we need a little bit of budget and I need you to take us down to Costco. And so they set up this, I mean, it, it, it turned out to be almost a 7-Eleven at the bottom of our <laughs> driveway. <laughs> and they made a lot of money. And, and uh, I had this conversation with them. I, they said, well, what should we charge? You know, we can buy these packages of these little packages of chips for seven cents. How much you charge? Oh, so you never, never charge anything less than less than a quarter, you know. And, and and we put this whole thing together, and I think that they ended up with a profit margin of over sixty percent. Wow! And 
and uh, and they were shocked that they could mark up stuff that much. I mean, they they were kids. They right. you know I think they were twelve, ten, and eight. <laughs> Which is a great experience learning what you can, you know, what the market will uh, absorb, and you know, there's just as much beneficial learning in a failure at that age oh, yeah. as there is in a success because they'll and and it's less painful it might feel painful in the moment for the kids who fail at it but the experience will teach them so much more than a reading a book about it well you know and and also there's kind of what's the definition of a failure i mean if the kids had put their little store down at the bottom of the driveway and nobody had bought anything would that have been a failure yeah kind of but um if they only sold half of their inventory though they were very happy to eat the rest of it themselves right. Yeah. <laughs> right. so i mean there's there's a definition of what is in fact a failure <laughs> yeah i don't see a downside to to offering no. entrepreneurial studies to young children and I think of, you know, we uh, at the foundation, we work with uh, Kane from Kane's Arcade. And there was a young man who, when I met Kane, he was nine. He's now 20 and he works with us. So I've been able to see the changes in his life from nine till to 20. And, and he's, you know, that young experience, when I asked him, you know, what made you put your arcade together? He said, truthfully, I was just bored. I needed something to do. And so I made the arcade games. Then I decided I should let other people pay, play them and I should charge. And it became something. And he's now, you know, studying at uh, uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills and, uh, and he's doing a course on entrepreneurialism. And it was his early experience that made him, you know, interested in that. And he's a, a good example of, someone who found his way to an entrepreneurial experience out of just boredom. If we offered it in school, I mean, I just think it would be such a, a, a benefit. All my kids, all my kids are some level of entrepreneur, you know, and, uh, and I think that I taught them early on that that was a path that was actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you have some self-determination over your career. You're not at the, uh, mercy of the of the boss you become the boss when you're the entrepreneur yeah well i i used to always tell them as an entrepreneur you're the last one to get fired <laughs> <laughs> right and i remember you once saying as long as the furniture is still in the office you're still in business just yeah. keep working <laughs> just keep going <laughs> it's so well, true yeah i think we've uh i think we've covered this one for now nolan Okay, guys, now, writing a book is also entrepreneurial. And so we've got a book coming out. And so I want you to go out and buy a lot of copies and give them to your friends. <laughs> you That's can pre-order kind of them on Amazon, too. Yeah, <laughs> It comes exactly. out October 17th. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks. Be all. good. <laughs>